Hey guys, we have a great guest coming up today. I'm so excited to chat with her. Entrepreneur and hairstylist to the stars, Jen Atkin. You might know her. She has a few million Instagram followers and a few businesses under her belt. She'll be here to talk about what it takes to make it in the hair business, her insider style tips, and more. But first, let's talk about our favorite, Rent the Runway. Rent the Runway, man. Maggie, tell us, you've used Rent the Runway, right? I have. And I'm actually, okay, so I'm going to Coachella this weekend. I didn't want to buy outfits just for the event. It feels kind of ridiculous, you know, buying like one beautiful little outfit you wear once. Um, that you at put a on festival. Instagram, right? Mm-hmm, but you want to feel really comfortable and cute because there's so many pictures being taken. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually ordering a few things from Rent the Runway oh, that cool. I can just wear once, feel good in. Everything's either designer or really good quality, so it's just it's not going to fall apart while you're sitting in the grass. Yeah, and they have everything like tops, bottoms, accessories, outerwear, and mm-hmm. dresses. I mean, I think they became famous initially for their dresses because it's especially expensive to go find a dress to wear to an occasion that you're going to like use once. And I know. Speaking of being photographed, they have reviews on their site where you can see real women in each of the styles, so you can kind of think about how that might look on your body type. Because we know that models aren't really sometimes realistic um, human to look at when we're thinking about how clothes look on our bodies. Yeah, those reviews are also, they include a bunch of details on fit too. Mm -hmm. So even without a picture, it gives you details on the fabric or how it fits if you're normally a four. Is it, you know, large for a four, small for a four? You guys can get styles from over 450 designers like Vince Theory, Tori Birch, DVF, and more. And you don't have to subscribe. You can rent the runway on a one-off basis, but you can also rent the runway on a monthly basis and really just have this wardrobe coming to you all the time. And this month, Girlboss Radio listeners can get 25% off their first four-day rental or their first month of Rent the Runway Unlimited, their premium subscription. So visit renttherunway.com or download their iPhone app and enter Girlboss at checkout, that's G-I-R-L-B-O-S-S, to unlock 25% off. Uh, That's code Girlboss at checkout. Success. It's such a complicated idea, and yet for so long we've all collectively subscribed to a single definition of the word, which was likely given to us by a white-haired dude somewhere in a boardroom in the 1960s. And there's nothing wrong with that definition, with the notion of climbing a corporate ladder with a singular focus. But it's time to make space for a few other definitions, for side hustles and well-being and failing forward, and for the idea that success is a wild ride, not the destination at the end of it. Join me for a journey into the lives of women who are redefining success and paving the way for others with grit and grace. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder and CEO of Girlboss Media, and this is Girlboss Radio. Jen Atkin is a celebrity hairstylist and entrepreneur who's been called, quote, the most influential hairstylist in the world by the New York Times. Jen got her start as a receptionist at an L.A. hair salon and eventually moved up to manager. During this time, she also attended beauty school, giving blowouts to women who were recently released from a nearby prison. Her first big break was styling Sofia Vergara's hair. 
through Sophia is how I got Kim Kardashian's attention, and and the rest is really history. From there, she went on to becoming one of the biggest names in the hair industry, working with stars such as Kim Kardashian, which she's been made famous for, Chrissy Teigen, Gigi Hadid, Kendall Jenner, and many more. The thing I've learned from from my clients throughout the years is work ethic. I've learned to trust your gut. I've learned to not take any shit from anyone and like fucking force your way into that table and get a seat. But Jen is far more than just a hairstylist. She's leveraged her expertise, massive social following, and star power into building many successful businesses for herself, including her hair product line, Way, which is spelled O-U-A-I if you've ever seen their beautiful packaging, and the digital magazine for stylists, MainAddicts.com, or the Main Addicts Instagram channel, which I follow religiously to find out how I can get the new version of Beach Waves for 2018. She's a hair accessories line, an extensions line, and a global education resource for stylists called Maine University. Now my mission in life is making education available to every single hairstylist and having free education so that everybody can learn. And it's not just the hairstylist that works at a good salon that can afford a $1,000 ticket. Jen is an inspirational, trend-setting, and visionary woman. Today, she's going to share her tips for how to succeed in the beauty business, what she's learned from working with her ultra-successful clients, and some amazing insider intel on how to make your hair look effortlessly flawless every day. We'll get into our chat with Jen in just a moment, but first, I want to chat with Maggie Renshaw from Girl Boss HQ, who's here whoop, whoop, to talk ay. to us about what's going on at girlboss.com. Girl Boss. But I already know, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Hey, Maggie. Hello. So we mm-hmm. have a really interesting piece on the site this week, and uh, we relaunched the website today. <gasps> if you didn't notice on uh, girlboss.com, uh, a little it's whoop, whoop, whoop. hella pretty, and TechCrunch wrote about it. Hello. Anyway, you can read this article there in a much more beautiful fashion than you could yesterday. And I mean, I hate the word article. Anyway, tell us what's happening. So we have um, a really cool piece called Seven Ways to Look Like a Pro Even When You're Not. And it's essentially discussing how to fake it till you make it, even if you don't know how to do a certain task or you're not as experienced in a certain field. It's that pro mentality, that entrepreneur that pushes through. That Gary Vaynerchuk in you? Yes. Cool. So tell us more about it. Yeah. So uh, the first thing is have the vision. I loved this line. She said, imagine for a second that anything is possible. Now stop imagining and make it happen because guess what? Anything really is possible. And it just is such a simple concept, but is also so overwhelming at points. So you're like, yeah, anything is possible. Like, I can really do anything. What are some other tips? Okay, so the other thing that is super important is be consistent in your brand, um, in your marketing. Just be consistent because that's what consumers want. And also say no sometimes. Don't have a fallback plan that, like, you know, She's saying put all of your eggs in this basket, which is funny because you're always taught to have like a separated little nesting, you know, like have an egg in one basket. It's tough. It's like it's, you know, depending on where you are in your life, if you have a family to pay for, Mm -hmm. like taking a few steps out on the ledge is probably the safer thing to do if you have a lot to lose. But if you don't have a lot to lose, if you're in your probably any time in your 20s, uh, you're in a place where you can like Indiana Jones yourself and like go for the Holy Grail and throw those rocks out Mm -hmm. on that like big chasm and like see the bridge. Mm -hmm. And um, right. Yeah, we all have that image, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what like looking into the future is. Even if you don't know what the future looks like, you have to take those leaps Mm -hmm. without knowing. And you kind of have to show up like 
you're going to get there. And that will give you the confidence, even if you don't know how to articulate it to yourself or other people, just that amount of confidence will Mm -hmm. rub off on people and they'll like want to be around you or want to give you the job. And so I guess that's what, when I, when we say faking it till we make it, that's what I think. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. But also like, I mean, when I started nasty gal, I said, we, like, I was like, we, thank you so much for your order. We're so excited to like ship your order to you. Mm -hmm. We, it was like, we, we get new, we have new arrivals Mm -hmm. every Wednesday or whatever. It was actually Sundays. And like we, when it's like one stinky girl, like in a room by herself, like sounds like, whoa, like Mm -hmm. this is a real thing. Like I want to enter my credit card information in this thing that doesn't look like a rinky dink business, Mm -hmm. even though it was. So there's all kinds of ways to I like that. fake it till you make it. <laughs> and the last thing, too, I have to say this was really cool. She said, um, I think we're also scared to fail or be bad at things, so we just don't try them. Mm-hmm. But if you do anything for eight hours a day, seven days a week, year after year, you're bound to be pretty good at it. You know, so even if you're you just like, you know, scratch the surface in the beginning or fall down. I mean, chances are you're going to learn from those things and just strive. There's very few things that you can't recover from. Mm -hmm. Like I went bankrupt and got sued and like everything, (laughs) like PR crisis, like it's all happened and like, I'm fine. Like I'm fine. It's been a year and a half. I'm totally fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's like on a massive scale and everything feels like a massive scale in in our lives, regardless of like how much money you're losing Mm or (laughs) how awful it is. But you know, it's, it's something that like, you just got to keep running into the future knowing that you learned something from that catastrophe. Yeah, just keep pushing. Well, thanks, Maggie. Now, get ready to hear celebrity hairstylist and entrepreneur Jen Atkin. You grew up in Hawaii and Utah. Yes. What was that like? Hawaii was a melting pot of culture and religion and then Utah was not. <laughs> yeah. So did you did your parents divorce and you're going back and forth? No, my parents are still together. Basically I was born in Utah. My parents are like Mormon. My parents are from Utah. I was adopted at birth. And so my dad, when we were I was seven, we were on summer vacation in Hawaii and he grew up kind of like his family moved to Samoa and New Zealand and they were doing like Mormon family missions. Um, and so he just loved Polynesian culture. And so we were there and he was like, we're going to stay. And we like sent all of our stuff to the island and we stayed oh in God. Hawaii for like, oh my God, till I was 12 or 13. Which island were you on? Oahu. We were near the North Shore. Wow. That's a great spot. Yeah. it's. I've stayed at Turtle Bay. <laughs> Turtle Bay is like really close to where I grew up. I saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall and I was like, I want to go there. It was like my first like, that was like luxury to me at one point. Like, oh my God. It's nice. They it's just nice. redid it. Did they? Yeah. Those I rooms been, on though. the water are really nice. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. Jurassic Park was shot there. I mean, it's like uh, amazing. I just went to Hanalei. Hanalei. Which is like amazing. In Kauai. Yeah. It's we did the whole Kalalau Trail. Oh it was like 11 miles That in and Wailea in Maui is so beautiful. I yeah. just went actually in December to the Big Island with John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, and we just got a house and like sat. And it was, I, I really hope to end up in Hawaii again. Yeah, me too. I it's think. really fun when you're like young and when you're old. Mm-hmm. Then in between, it's kind of boring. There's not a lot going on. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, getting off an island in those formative years is probably, or getting out of any like small place, I think is important for people to live in like a big city. Yeah, I mean, thank God my parents moved us back because my sister was going to college. I was starting high school. They were like, we, you know, the school system is really bad in Hawaii. So, how 
did growing up Mormon affect who you are today? Like, how do you think that you still like carry that with you? Are you still Mormon? I'm not, but my family is still practicing. And if anything, it kind of gave me a warped sense of positivity. <laughs> like, I watched a lot of Disney movies as a kid. That's great. I didn't really know. Like, we just, my husband just, we watched this like document series on the 90s, and I didn't know about so many things that happened. It's so funny. I feel like that, what's the Kimmy Schmidt show? Like, when oh, you're in the bunker? I kind of feel yeah, like yeah. that in ways. But it was awesome. Like, at the end of the day, I learned how to set goals and how to be a good person, and my family is incredible. I have nothing but great memories of going to church and just learning about how to be a good person. It was great. Did you go to college? No. Well, I was going to go to college, and then, I mean, long story short, my best friend and I got to meet Dave Matthews when I was 18, and I was like... That was a big deal. We were obsessed. And my boyfriend's mom at the time was producing a family film, and Dave Matthews was in it. So, like, we went and hung out on set, and I was like, whoa, Dave Matthews is so cool. And at dinner one night, he, like, was talking to us, and he was like, yeah, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? And I was like, I want to do hair. I'd love to live in, like, New York or L.A. He's like, you totally should do it. Swear to God, like, Romeo and Michelle movie, or, like, what's a Britney Spears crossroads? It was, like, we (laughs) packed up our Honda Civics and our $200 out of our bank account, and we were like, let's go. And we moved to L.A. When Jen first moved to L.A. to pursue hair, she didn't know anyone and had very little money. I asked her what she did when she first landed in L.A. and how she got her start as a stylist. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. I was, like, odd jobs. I was an assistant for an architect. I worked for a music supervisor. I just really had to kind of, like, make ends meet. And then this was before even Craigslist. And this was when people used the Thomas Guide. Yeah, yeah. You had to have a Thomas Guide. Whoa. Like, it was crazy. So, yeah, before really, like, the internet. And I would read Allure magazine and see, like, what the, like, salons, like, the top salons in L.A. were. And basically just go and, like, hang out and cold call and try to get a job. And I finally did as a receptionist. What were the top salons then? Oh, my God. It was, um, I want to say John Frieda on Melrose Place. The the salon I got a job at, Chris McMillan actually had just, like, left. It was called the Stilo Salon. Chris McMillan's salon was really big. Oh, my God. I, I really don't even remember the others. It's been so It's long. changed. Has it changed since then? Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. And so what did you learn sitting at? Were you sitting at the front desk, standing? Yeah. <laughs> standing at the front desk, yeah. yeah, for a few years. And then I got promoted to manager. And it really used that time to kind of really learn the traits of hairstylists. And at the time, we were coming out of the 90s. So it was like hairstylists felt like they like they were king. And like mm-hmm. it was never going to end. And, you know, there was like... It was crazy. It was like I was feeding Bette Midler's uh, meter and like meeting Stevie Nicks. And I was like, wait, I can go home now. Like this is all I need in my life. And like Winona Ryder would come in. It was such a crazy weird time. So did you, were you apprenticing at the same time? Like how did you actually learn to cut if you were a, a salon manager? Because a lot of the time salon managers don't actually touch hair. Well, right. But I wanted to use the time to learn the business side of it and to see if it was actually something that I would want to do. And I did really notice a lot of hairstylists at the time they were spending a lot of money. Like the, the term I kind of always use is they had a lot of clothes in the closet, no money in the bank. So once I kind of figured out, you know, the financials of it, then I went to like a state-funded apprenticeship program downtown LA, and I would go in the morning. It was right by the women's prison, so I would like do blowouts for girls who had just got out of prison. <laughs> Amazing! And then go to the salon and like apprentice on the floor. Wow! I know it was crazy, and, and have a hostess job at night to help pay for it all. 
Jen literally started doing hair at a beauty school next to a women's prison in LA and at times even did newly released prisoners hair. I was curious to hear what her first big break was. I asked Jen how she went from giving blowouts to women who had just gotten out of prison to working on some of the world's biggest celebrities. I had some celebrities that actually went to prison. So it all kind of like <laughs> loops together. <laughs> You know, really what it was, it it, can't, it comes down to like, it was a lot of hard work, but my my big break really at the time before Instagram was like your portfolio, I was just hoping that like the right publicist would come in for a blowout at the salon. And I was first there, last to leave, um, sweeping up hair, just really kind of like praying that something would happen. And really one person I credit a lot of my success to would be Lorraine Schwartz, the jeweler. I started like blowing her out when she would be in town for Oscars, and she introduced me to Andrea Lieberman, who I knew as Gwen Stefani and JLo's stylist, and she's just the coolest person on the planet and a mentor to me to this day. I met John Galliano through Lorraine and got to start doing John's hair for the Dior shows when he was at the House of Dior in Paris, and so that was the first time I'd go to Paris, and I got to assist on Guido's team, and really, like, Lorraine opened so many doors for me, and also Sofia Vergara was one of my first celebrity clients, and... Like, through Sophia is how I got Kim Kardashian's attention, and, and the rest is really history. Sophia has great hair. She's got gorgeous right? hair. She's beautiful. Jen has an incredible Instagram following that has really added to her clout within the industry and beyond. I asked her how she started growing her empire and building her following and how it has changed her career. I kind of grew up with Instagram, and going back to the Mormon thing, I grew up scrapbooking. So, like, I always documented everything in life and cut out pictures and made collages and put little stars and made photo albums. So, for me, Instagram was just a continuation of that, but a digital version. Mm -hmm. And I just always loved sharing things and sharing information, and I just gravitated to it really quickly. And it's just a weird, crazy coincidence. It makes my life feel like a movie that I started working with the Kardashians, who really have seen success through Instagram as well. For someone who's probably just starting out, you know, is it too late to amass a following on Instagram to promote your business? There's, It's such a saturated industry in hair and beauty, and you started out super early. Does, is is there still funny? room? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, I feel like, in a way, everyone's stressed out about, like, saturation, and everyone's stressed out about, you know, there's just, like, so much out there, and I... Personally, I feel like it's more community, you know, like when people were stressed out about reality stars being celebrities and now they're stressed out about influencers being celebrities. I'm like, that's just more room for people to have like light and and jobs, really. You know, like I recently had like a team of hairstylists that I have been stalking for a year. I flew them out to New York and Paris for Fashion Week and had them do a lot of the Revolve Influencers because I was like, I have the connections and I can help put you in the right place and everyone wins, you know? And mm-hmm. it was incredible to see just how happy everybody was doing that. And the influencers were like, no one thinks about us to like offer that for us. Like they send us clothes, they send us makeup, but no one ever offers like a service like that. So for me, I just think that like, I don't know, I feel like it's more opportunity and like do what you, what feels good to you. If Instagram doesn't come natural, maybe hire somebody to help you or, mm-hmm. you know. It's important, though. It is important, for sure. It's like right now in this time of you know, like where we're at, it's like a marketing tool that you cannot ignore. And it's just the way that we share information. But I don't think st- be stressed out about it being oversaturated. I think just understand that, like, now there's just more information and more people that you get to, like, learn from and learn about. Do you have a dream client 
that you Sade. haven't worked with? Sade. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a lot of gel. I've said in probably 60 or 70 interviews and still haven't have heard Where from is her. Sade? I, she's coming out with a new album. Oh, wow. I heard through the grapevine. Sade, if you're listening. Yeah. I she's incredible, by the way. Oh, my God. Sophie Muller, who directs a lot of Gwen Stefani videos, I've met through Gwen. She, like, has known Sade from, like, the 80s and worked with her a lot. You have to Google her videos. They're incredible. Oh, my God. She has a new album. And she went out. to Parsons with, not Parsons, St. Martin, with uh, John Galliano. Oh, wow. They were in school at the same time. Imagine that campus. No wonder she has such style. Yeah. Everyone, everyone went there. She's so cool, though. With all of her high-profile clients, multiple beauty businesses, and the fact that she's an influencer herself, Jen maintains a pretty packed schedule. I asked her to share what a day in the life looks like for her. It's a lot going on for sure. Last week I was in Shanghai with Kendall for Adidas. Then we went to Paris and she was filming the show. And then we went back to L.A. I go to Sydney this week. I go to Dubai right after and then Qatar. It's like Met Ball, Cannes. Like, yeah, there's a lot going on. Wow. Like, everyone lives on a plane. Yeah, I haven't this year, but I have. Like, I've had those years. Yeah, I was texting with Virgil Abloh the other day because I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. You're going to move to Paris. And he was like, what's moving mean? Like, like no one lives anywhere. It's like five hours from New York. It's not a big deal if you're True. already in New York. But also, it's like no one's ever I, – I feel like everybody's kind of just on the road. How do you make it work? Do you exercise on the road? How do you eat well? I mean, you look great. Like, that. I find that very so challenging. Sweet. I don't do any of the above. I <laughs> order from the kids' menu. I'm such a, like – I not a foodie at all. I forget to eat a lot, which is bad. I need to like get better at that. I stopped working out because I just had to choose sleep over working out. Mm-hmm. It was just getting too hectic in the mornings and I was feeling really stressed and rushed. And I'm so skinny fat right now, but I'm okay with it. It's weird. It's really hard to exercise, get your hair done, get your I mean if oh. you're high I mean if you're high maintenance or like, you know, have a relationship, run your business, travel to run your business, travel on vacations, like have time for all of these things. I'm literally the last priority. I don't like look at my nails. I haven't had a manicure in forever. Like I don't know. I don't care so much about like, it's kind of, what do they say about the shoemaker is the one who's, I don't know. Who is, some... like, the crappiest shoes. Yeah. The people exactly who do your nails have, like, paint all over their hands. And my hair is just, like, I have it cut short because I'm just, like, I just want to let it air dry. I don't have time. and It's so easy. I kind of feel like that's most women that I talk to, though. Most of my clients, I try to give them haircuts that work with their natural texture because who the fuck has time? Between Way, Maine Addicts, Maine University, her line of Chloe and Isabel hair accessories, and her Beauty Works hair extensions, Jen is quite the entrepreneur. I asked her to tell me about her business, Maine Addicts, and why she started it. So Maine Addicts started out as a digital platform, and I just thought that there was like a missing playground for consumers to learn about new hair products and for brands to be able to showcase new products that were coming out and for professionals and really like I'm great at marketing but I had so many peers that I felt like they needed to have get the credit that they deserved and so that's really how it started so I love like finding new talent and like the next generation of really great hairstylists and now my mission in life is I'm literally going to New York this summer and sitting down with all the major hair care brands to propose us joining forces and making education available to every single hairstylist and having free education so that everybody can learn. And it's not just the 
hairstylist that works at a good salon that can afford a thousand dollar ticket. Yeah. And so you have a training like program now. We have a university. Yeah. Where is that? Is it mobile? It's mobile. So we've gone to Australia, Dubai, London, um, Canada, New York, Miami. We've done a ton of classes, and we're going to do a lot more. It was hard for me for sure last year because way took off faster than I thought. Yeah. So it's definitely a challenge, but I have great, great, great women behind me that are like helping run the show. Do you have a team, like a team team? Like Full. how many people do you have? Two hair assistants, one home assistant that my husband and I share. Then I have an executive assistant who basically is in all of the meetings for me when I can't be. And then Way is a team now of like probably, it's a small team still. We're like 40 to 50 people if you count people out on the field. And then Main Addicts is literally only like five of us. There's so much content I love on Main Addicts. Thank and you. I've gone there for so much inspiration. Makes me happy. So thank you. Is Way a license? Is it a JV? Did you go formulate all the products yourself? Like how did how do you start a products business? Way was so easy because as a celebrity hairstylist, I've been sent every single product under the sun. So like for me, I knew what I liked, what I missed, what was like discontinued, what needed to be formulated so it wasn't a professional, it was consumer-friendly brand. Mm-hmm. I wanted something you can spray close, because when girls do their own hair, they spray pretty close to their face, whereas a professional is going to spray really far away. Mm. So I wanted something that could be layered. I I think the most important thing for me, and it's funny because as I look back at my, my past and who I was when I first moved here, I like the fashion and entertainment industry was such a small bubble that like I really, really wish there was somebody that would have helped me back then. So when it comes to products, when it comes to main addicts and planning education and everything I do, I really want to try to make things that are luxury but accessible. Mm-hmm. I want to try to make education available to everybody. You know, I really want to try to help just create inclusivity and get rid of exclusivity. And for me to kind of create the luxury brand that's an affordable price point in Sephora signed up before I even had product done. Wow. And that to me was just like and when when I when we launched and all my clients showed up and posted and it's just honestly it's been like so surreal what's happened in the past two years. So did you go to factories? Like where did you yes. start? Oh my God. Sophia, my life was literally it was crazy. I was like doing my full time job. I was like driving to Calabasas every morning because I was doing the girls for the show. And then on weekends, I would literally like fly to Dallas for the day, fly to New Jersey. I I called Sonia Keshuk. She's the only mm-hmm. person in the beauty industry who I really was close to and has been such an incredible mentor. And Sonia is so amazing. She's like, you know that little, that like annoying entrepreneurial bug that you have where mm-hmm. you, like, you can't sleep and you're like, constantly thinking of ideas? Mm-hmm. She's like, just so you know, that's never going to stop. Like you need to be, you need to accept that and you need to know that like that is your spirit and that's your life. And that advice, when I started to like appreciate it and not be nagged by it has helped me so much. But yeah, yeah, I went to all the laboratories and did every, yeah, I had um, a doctor friend in Dubai who is also my investor who helped me formulate our supplements, which took a really long time. But yeah, it's been, that was a really fun part of, of way. We have so much more with Jen Atkin coming up. But first, let's talk about our favorites. Well, our another favorite, ShipStation. So we use ShipStation, right? We do. And we love it. Is it pretty easy? It makes everything so easy. Literally, it connects right to our Squarespace 
And then all you have to do is you update every day, check in, it sends you an update on um, who's put an order in, who's been shipped out to. Like all the inventory info, like all the order info just goes directly to ShipStation, right? Yeah, it makes it. You don't have to Mm -hmm. type that in, like the weight or the quantity of the products. It just goes straight into ShipStation and you're able to print a label, Mm -hmm. right? It gives you a really affordable deal on the labeling too. And you can choose from UPS, USPS, FedEx, and it doesn't just connect with Squarespace. It connects with Etsy, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, so many other selling channels. And right now, you can try ShipStation free for 30 days and get an additional month free only if you use promo code GIRLBOSS. Don't wait. Go to ShipStation.com. That's S-H-I-P-S-T-A-T-I-O-N.com. And before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in GIRLBOSS. That's ShipStation.com. Enter GIRLBOSS. ShipStation. Make Make ship ship happen. We're going to continue with Jen in just a minute. But before we do, I also want to talk a little bit about ZipRecruiter. We're hiring. We just hired a bunch of people. We sure did. And you know, whether you're going to work at GirlBoss or are looking for a job anywhere, ZipRecruiter is a great place because ZipRecruiter actually matches you to the business. Mm -hmm. And if you're on the business side of things, that's really important because there's so many resumes to sift through and there's literally like someone that is applying for like a director role who like has only had an internship you Mm -hmm. know a lot of people don't really know and so ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job Mm. in fact 80 percent of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day the right candidates are out there ZipRecruiter is how you find them Businesses of all sizes, including Girlboss, trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, F-R-E-E, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Girlboss. That's ZipRecruiter.com, Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R slash Girlboss. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 